morning. So it's like, no spoilers, huh? Like, I, I was listening to everybody kind of come up here and talk, and you know, and every time I go and want to come up for announcements, come up for a sermon, come up for whatever, I start with, hi, I'm Jeremy. And if you don't know me, that's my name, and I've been here with the church for a long time. But this morning, I feel like... It's the beard. Oh, now I'm really loud, too. All right. Sorry about that. All right. But this morning, I feel like 17 people said, and Jeremy's coming up to preach. (laughs) So it's like, now I don't have to introduce myself, except for I already did. Um, Hi, Jeremy. Hi, everybody. Uh, So if you don't know me, my name is Jeremy. Um, And this morning, I, I, I didn't expect the temple series to go so long so I don't have a temple series sermon I'm I'm a one-off <laughs> so uh, actually Adrian may have closed it out Josh wasn't sure if he was gonna or Leah were, were kind of saying like oh we don't know if we're gonna do another one um, I might be a transition I might be a break what I can say is the parents are out <laughs> And um, I might say weird things. So one of the things we do here at the Vineyard is discern everything that's said up here. (laughs) Um, And that's important for me because I'm probably wrong about something. Um, And you guys have to figure that out. I hid it in here somewhere, and I don't know where it is. (laughs) So, (laughs) Um, but uh, yeah. This idea here, integrated Christianity, is what I want to talk about. Because what's been stuck in my head is integrity. And so for weeks, probably months, the idea of of integrity has been stuck in my head. Now, when I say integrity, what do you think? Honesty. Anybody else? Behaviors. So, but that kind of almost leads to honesty, right? So... (laughs) <laughs> no politicians. But for me, I'm an engineer. And I think math and I think integrals. And this. This, right? And now all of you are going, oh no, you got Jeremy talking math. If you don't know me, that's a bad thing. It, to that point, though, this might be five minutes long. This might be 45 minutes. And if, it, if, if I hit 11.50, I'll just stop. And we'll be okay. It's because I don't want to go that long. <laughs> Even if something's hanging out, it's fine. Um, so, but integrals in mathematics are important because they describe functions beyond what you just get with a line, right? So you got this line, but what an integral does is it gives you the blue and the yellow and it puts it all together and it gives you the summation. It gives you the whole story and all the pieces and parts become one, right? So the definition of the term that I took on integrity was talking about integration and taking that simply it sums all the parts and makes it a whole Um, so when I start saying integrated Christianity I'm talking about taking yourself you're not parts anymore you're a whole as a Christian that means your whole life integrated and I think that's very important because I think Integrity as a definition of honesty, uh, or described as honesty, is missing parts. It's kind of 
ironic that missing parts of integrity, right? Because parts are missing. That's not good. Um, so I think I haven't heard integrated Christianity as a term by anybody else. So I'm coining a phrase. Patent it. Somebody out there may have been like, oh, no, I read that before. And that's fine. I haven't read it. So I think I came up with it. <laughs> and that's, that's fun for me. Um, the problem I came into, though, is as I was kind of like thinking on the thoughts, pulling the thread, seeing where things come out, I had like pieces and parts of like, oh, well, this is part of being an integrated Christian. This is part of being an integrated Christian. And these all pieces and parts kind of come together. And you don't have enough time to talk about all that, Jeremy. Um, so I kind of like picked out two. And there's way more. And I feel like now I'm, again, kind of missing part of integrity. So it's like kind of sad that I got there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I'll, I'll throw it at Josh and be like, hey, pick up where I left off. <laughs> there you go. Um, so th the first thing I want to talk about um, as being an integrated Christian, though, is the idea of being lukewarm. And, and actually, let me back up 10 seconds, and that's fine. You can leave that there. But um, when I say I'm coining a new phrase, I think it's important that I also say I'm not creating something new here. This new phrase that I'm saying here is like they're all ideas you already know. They're just kind of like putting them together. That's, that, that was the idea in my head. So everybody knows, or sorry, I shouldn't say everybody knows, but if, if you've been in church for a while, somebody's preached a sermon about being lukewarm. You know this. If you haven't, you're getting the worst version from me today, but that's okay. Um, I'm a little self-deprecating today, guys. I know. I, I, I believe in myself. I don't think you believe in me. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's fun. All jokes aside, um, so I think being a lukewarm Christian, and I say antithetical to being an integrated Christian, because the best way I found, uh, yeah, antithetical means like it's completely opposite. It's it's not something that has any piece or part of it. It's if you were on the negative side of an x-axis, now we're on the positive side of an x-axis. <laughs> it's the opposite. Um, and this section of the scripture that this comes from is Revelation 3, and it's talking to the church in Laodicea. I didn't write that part down. Um, but let me read this. Um, I know all the things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish you were one or the other. But since you are luke like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich, I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and are poor and blind and naked. So I advise you to buy gold from me, gold that has been purified by fire. Then you will be rich. Also buy white garments from me so that you will not be ashamed by your nakedness. An ointment for your eyes so that you will be able to see. Um, yeah, I don't need this part yet. <laughs> um, Jesus is speaking to the church here um, in that L word city in Central Asia uh, about 
the words that they say not being in line with the substance of their soul, right? They're saying one thing, but Jesus sees into them and he says, uh-uh, that's not, that's not right. They're, they're in a church. They're supposedly in a relationship with God. Uh, they say they're rich. They have everything they need. But Jesus, the source of everything that they may need is like, but you haven't gotten it from me yet. So what do you think you are? And Jesus tells them, but he does also go through and tell them, like, just come get it from me. I've got it. Come get it. Right? But one thing that I wanted to point out, and this is in the next slide, is it says to buy from Jesus. Buy these things. We always are, it's different aspect here. Because we don't think of God, or rather not we don't think of God. We are told throughout other parts of Scripture, God's not transactional. You don't come give quid, quid pro quo, give something, get something. Um, you know, salvation's free. Love is free. He's always loved you. Um, so this idea of buying is kind of where are we going here. And I think what it's speaking to is an investment. Coming to Jesus and investing in a relationship with him. Because relationships have cost. If you have a relationship with anybody, which I'm pretty sure everybody here, you have a relationship with somebody. It takes time. It takes effort. You're going to get hurt. So there's cost to a relationship. So when I see this, I say, Jesus is looking for us to invest. He wants us to form a relationship with him. Um, but even Paul talks about eternity being free, but also coming with being a slave in Romans 6. Right? And now he, he also kind of talks about, you know, hey, I'm using slavery because you can't quite grasp this thing. I'm trying to make it simple for you. Um, but in Romans 6, 19, uh, because of the weakness of your human nature, I'm using the illustration of slavery so you can understand this, right? Previously, let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led to even deeper sin, deeper, led deeper into sin. Now you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living, that you be holy, so that you will become holy. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. And what was the result? You're now ashamed of the things you used to do and things, things that end internal doom. But now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. Now you do these things that lead to holiness and the end result in internal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Right? So it's a free gift of eternal life, but we're talking about like in the other parts, oh, you got to buy and invest. And I, I'm probably stuck on words here because um, <laughs> quick aside, communication part on mine and Jess's marriage. <laughs> She's like, what is he going to say? <laughs> uh, the, the biggest, and to this day, through our our, our 14, 13 years of marriage. <laughs> yeah, 13, 13, 14. Um, the biggest communication piece that we always, and to this day, run into, and she's like looking at me, got us, it is me saying something, and the words are important to me, and her hearing my tone and saying, that's, what are you saying there? And I'm like, no, no, I just said the word. She's like, what's your tone? 
So um, I'm, I'm stuck on words, and what's that? So give, give you tone. <laughs> you, you fit well with Jess, don't you? Um, so I'm stuck on these words, and, but the point I'm trying to get here is being an integrated Christian is a choice. You choose to be a slave to God to get eternal life, right? It's a choice we have to invest in a relationship with God, and it comes with the cost of time comes with the cost of emotion, of pain, but it's a choice we must make to be an integrated Christian. An integrated Christian is one that is whole and complete, right? So almost like step one, take the time to invest in a relationship with God. Amen. Cool. Um, one, one, another aspect of kind of being an integrated Christian was spoiled again with somebody talking at the mic here, which is all good. Um, Jess talks about this all the time. Um, when we sing, we must sing words that mean something. You don't just sing these words because everybody's singing them or because you're here on a Sunday morning and that's what you do. These words have meaning. Amy talked about this. And they're important. So the question I have for you is, do you, do, you, do you believe those words? And I'm going to pull out one of the songs from this morning where What Joy Is Found, the second last song we sang, why are you guys making fun of me? I'm calling you out. <laughs> so in the, second <laughs> in the second verse, uh, What Joy Is Found at the Foot of Your Throne, Bowing in reverence, giving thanks to the one. Right. So where, where are you in this one? Oh, hey, thanks, Amy. Um, do you believe you find joy bowing in reverence? Because that's, hey, I'm going to use the word again, antithetical to the world. Bowing down to get your joy. It's It's... Not something that's cultural. It's, it's anti-countercultural, not anti-cultural. Countercultural. And I had to do this 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 uh, quote from A. W. Tozer. It's it's a zinger. It hurts. It hurts a lot. Christians don't tell lies. They go to church and sing them. Let that sit for a sec. That hurt. I know this is true about me because I've sang songs and then went, wait a sec. Do I mean that? And I, and I mean that today. Do I mean that today? Right? Because what if I am in a low place and I'm sad about something, I'm broken about something, and I'm singing about how happy I am? That's, that's a lie. And it's good to not do that, I would say. It's good to find joy, right? But when you're mourning, it's, you, you shouldn't, I'm trying to split these hairs a little bit, but you, you shouldn't be talking about how happy you are. You're allowed to mourn, right? And I think that's an important part of being an integrated human, an integrated Christian, is being true to and being honest with yourself and not pretending that everything's happy and good when you're sad, 
or conversely, false humility, or not, I wouldn't even say false humility. Um, Josh, with Josh earlier, a few weeks back, somebody talked about celebrating your accomplishments. And do you do that? Do you take that to your, your church body and say, like, guys, look at this great thing I did and have joy and celebrate with me? Because that's important too. So all the kind of bits of being an integrated Christian. Um, so the next one I got here, I'm kind of just whoop, on the next topic. Um, faith without works is antithetical to being a Christian, integrated Christian. Um, this, this quote from Brennan Manning, um, I heard this in a DC Talk song when I was a kid. Everybody knows. Not, see, I keep saying everybody knows, but if you don't know DC Talk, great band, great group. Love them. Um, I heard this quote. No idea what it meant because I was a kid, but it's here today because now I understand it. Um, the greatest single cause of atheism, atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge, acknowledge Jesus with their lips, walk out the door, and deny him by his lifestyle, by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. And I actually don't fully agree with Manning on this. Um, because the greatest single cause of atheism, and here's my engineering side come out, I'm going to say, like, did you test everything? Do you have all aspects under evaluation here? No, I don't, I don't think that you can drop the single cause of atheism on Christians entirely. I do think we contribute to it. I don't think it's a good thing. I think there's clearly something wrong with some when you come to church on Sunday morning and say one thing and then the rest of your life doesn't match up with it. That's clearly something wrong there. You're putting on a show. You might be fooling some people. Do you really, it's not, what's the point? That's where I would go with it. What's, what's the point? Why, why would you do that? Um, however, you know, within his quote, within this quotation here, there's, there is a good point that he's making, though. Is that that problem of calling yourself a Christian, participating Sunday morning, and being absent, Christ being absent from the rest of your life when you walk out that door. So what should we expect to see from Christians, an integrated Christian, throughout the rest of the week? What would you, would you expect? Seriously, go ahead and call it out. Any idea? Kindness. Generosity. Empathy. Cool. Great things. Hmm? Meekness. Sure. Like fruits of the Spirit. There you go. Sum it up. Do you expect to see a Christian showing, working with, working in the fruits of the Spirit throughout the whole week, not just Sunday morning? That is a great summation of being an integrated Christian. This is part of your life. This is who you are. And James answers this in James chapter 2, 14. This is a long section. I might even skip a couple verses. Because it's a lot. Hmm. Of course, how much time wasting trying to figure out where to start? I might as well just read it. Uh, <laughs> what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? 
Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing. You say, goodbye, have a good day, stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. Like, what good are you doing there? And so you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good seed, good deeds, it is dead and useless. Now, someone may argue, some people have faith and others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you do not have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith for you believe that there is a God. Good for you. Even demons believe this. And they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. And so it happened, just as the scriptures say. Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteousness because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Rahab the prostitute is another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. Just as the body is dead without breath, so is faith dead without good works. So I actually want to take a slightly different tack than James and the end result being the same, but the journey kind of being a little bit different here. Focusing in particular on verse 26, right here at the end, just as the body is dead without breath, so also is faith dead without good works. So he's drawing an analogy here to say faith is the body of your relationship with God, and good works are the breath. So how many of you spend a lot of time during your day thinking about breathing? I mean, like maybe you do yoga, focus on your breath, or, or, or meditation. Sure, that's fine. But do you, like, have to stay awake so you don't stop breathing while you sleep? Yeah, I'm, maybe medical conditions might be a problem there, but not talking about that. Do you spend time thinking, like, oh, shoot, I didn't take enough breath. I mean, I'm kind of doing that right now because I'm, like, <sighs> talking too much. Um, but the point being... Breath is this natural thing that you do without thinking about it. And if we follow that analogy through, how much time do you spend focusing on good works? Hopefully not too much, actually. Right? What I'm saying is the good works follow naturally from your relationship. It's like breathing. You get this relationship with God, you go deep with him, you invest in it, like what I was talking about earlier, and the natural outcome of that is you will start just doing good stuff, because guess what? The point is, a full and living faith naturally begets good works. It comes, it happens. If you have a full and deep relationship with God, the good works are going to follow through. So I'm actually going to take a little bit of liberty here. And I'm going to change James's words. Now, someone may argue some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? Instead of saying, I will show you, 
you can see my good faith, my faith by my good works. You can just see it. It happens. So uh, kind of like, how does this fit into the theme of me saying you want to be an integrated Christian? And I think it's always important to kind of to, to consider the, the arc of the full story of what we're doing here. And I, I try and actually include this in every sermon I talk. Like, and this is only only fourth time I've preached, actually, so it's not exactly like a notch of every time. But every time I have spoken, I've talked about <laughs> And I'm going to keep it going if I speak a fifth time, if Josh and Leah let me back up here. Um, I'm going to do this again, and it's the, here, here's the arc of, of the story that we're in, right? You zoom out, you say, I'm going to like crash it through here. Uncreated and all-powerful God speaks the entire universe into existence. God creates humanity so that we can have love and relationship. Then he gives us free will because I think love doesn't exist without a choice. Next. We turn our backs on God with that free will, and we scorn the love that is being offered to us. Because of that, humanity is separated from God, Without intervention, we are forever tarnished. We can't be near God. We can't have relationship with God because our very existence is tied to sin and death now because we said no to God. Adam and Eve did, but we are humanity. But God says, even though you mess this up, I'm going to fix it. And here we go to Jeremy talking about rap again. Uh, Rap is a beautiful music. And I will redeem rap in the eyes of this church. Because <laughs> rap is amazing. So, Iman- Beautiful Eulogy is this group that I love. Uh, this, this, the guy who wrote these lyrics, his name is Odd Thomas, but he summed up the rest of this story way better and more beautiful than I ever can. So, we're going to go with Odd Thomas's version from here going forward. I will not. <laughs> I am not worth it. It's not good. It will come out horribly. I will... Sp- See the curiosity of the cosmos as Christ condescends to his most cherished creatures. See the astonishment of angels as the Almighty advances towards earth. See the humility of the pre-existing king born of a virgin birth. The infinite becomes infant. The maker becomes man. The divine becomes despised and the Christ is crucified. The author of all creation cursed upon a tree that he himself himself spoke into being. And the Lord of life was laid in a tomb, but the grave could not contain him. And so the Son of Man was raised to life. But why? To draw near, to pierce our greatest fear, to shed satisfying blood on our behalf, to give back the life we were meant to have, to enjoy, to hear, to adore, to taste. And to look, upon, look with peace upon our Savior's face and to embrace him with an undying faith. To interpose all his worthiness into us and to serve the most unworthy and undeserving. He is our God and we are mere men made by him. We are not like him, but he loves us and he moves among us. The great uncreated and the created no longer separated. He is Emmanuel. God with us. I know, like, fantastic. If that doesn't make you say that rap music is beautiful, I don't know what will, because it is. 
Um, <laughs> I'm like losing the thread of the whole sermon. This is fantastic, guys. Let's just stay here. Um, so <laughs> when I look at the whole arc of Scripture, the, the downfall of us at the beginning that I talked about, and then the redemption that we have here in, in these, these lyrics. Do you see yourself in this? Do you, can you find yourself in this story? Do you believe that this is true? So now you're professing your faith, like James says at the beginning. If you say that this is true, you profess your faith, then where are your good works? That's the point here, right? If you are professing your faith, then the good works need to follow. Being an integrated Christian means that this will become naturally. And kind of like what I said at the beginning, like there are so many pieces and parts coming to my mind about what an integrated Christian could be and what I could talk about. And I kind of picked two. The two being get your relationship in order with God. Invest in it. Take the time. It might even hurt because God's going to correct you where you're wrong. It's going to be pain, joy, sadness. We can talk about waiting and loss. But it's going to be worth it because you're redeemed. You get eternal life. You get these things. And as you invest, the good works are going to naturally flow. You're going to be changed. You're going to find yourself in this story of redemption. You're going to sit here, sit back and say, Wow, this is like a great story. And to go back to what Brennan was saying, if you believe these things and these good works are supposed to be naturally flowing from you, it's going to hurt the whole story if you, if you step back. You say, ah, Sunday morning is good enough. Josh often talks about like Sunday morning. Actually, I wrote down what he said because I'm not, I'm not going to quote him correctly. But essentially, Sunday mornings are not the full expression of a full spiritual life. So we should pursue wholeness. We should pursue being an integrated Christian, not pieces and parts. And so um, for the sake of not waste, no, not going on for forever, I left it at those pieces.